the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm 1280. The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. London police say three people were wounded during a terrorism-related stabbing attack, and one victim's injuries are life-threatening. Officers shot and killed a suspect in the Sunday afternoon attack in the Streatham neighborhood south of London. The violence there marked a departure from recent attacks in the British capital. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is in Kazakhstan. Here is correspondent Andrew Stewart. Secretary Pompeo was pressing Kazakh authorities to be wary of Russian and Chinese investment and influence. Mr. Pompeo opened a brief visit to the former Soviet Asian nation on Sunday. He first met with ethnic Kazakhs whose families have disappeared in a crackdown on Muslim minorities in western China. Secretary Pompeo was also meeting with senior Kazakh officials to urge continued reforms that would allow greater U.S. investment. That is correspondent Andrew Stewart. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager calls the impeachment what it is. Barack Obama delineated a number of the things that could have easily led to his impeachment. Of course, had it happened, the press would have screamed so loudly and in unison, they would call it a coup. That's exactly what is being attempted here. A coup. That is exa- it's a legal coup, but it's a coup. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. We know meaningful conversations are important to you. That's why you listen to us each and every day here at The Patriot. And that's why we think you're going to really like our brand new sister station, Freedom 1570. So make sure you tune in to hear all the perspectives on today's news and hot topics. That's the new Freedom 1570 and online at freedom1570.com. Just past 2 o'clock here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got cloudy skies with a high of 44. And we got Mitchburg on a Sunday, hour 2, coming up right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Oh, now I'm on. Holy cow, that's a long ramp. Feel like I could have raised a small family, sent them to college. That's Brad Carlson's opener. I am, on the other hand, not Brad Carlson. Brad, <laughs> off on assignment today. That's cool. It's his thing. He's been doing it for, what, eight years now, so he's entitled. Me, however, Mitch Berg, my blog, shotinthedark.info, which I will have you know, turns 20 years old this Wednesday. That snuck up on me. (laughs) No, 18. 18 years old. I was getting nervous there. Anyway. Anyway, I'm in for Brad today. Brad is off uh, getting ready for the big game. Uh, it's a game I don't care much about because once the Bears are out, it doesn't matter to me in the least. But uh, it's, the Bears are out bright and early this season. But uh, it does tell us that pitchers and catchers are coming up right around the corner here. It also tells us that it is almost caucus time, uh, which means it's time for wall-to-wall political interviews, which, quite frankly, I mean, since we're a political talk station, is half the fun. And, and with us now uh, to talk about a district that has been the subject of much discussion here on AM 12A, The Patriot, this last couple of uh, legislative sessions, Senate District 47, uh, currently held by represent, uh, by Senator Jensen, rather. Our next guest, Tom Funk, joins us. Tom, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's the first time we've had the pleasure to have you here. No doubt not be the last, because this is one of those districts out in Carver County, Senate District 47, 
that was uh, one of the ones that fell to the blue wave in droves in this last midterm. Now, Senator Jensen held it, but uh, we'll talk about some of the more, shall we say, problematic aspects of of Senator Jensen's uh, time in office as we continue. But let's talk about you for a minute, Tom Funk. First of all, thanks for coming out here today. Uh, Great to have you here as we head up towards caucus time. Uh, Let's talk, talk a little bit about you. You seem like a fairly sensible person. What led you to try to run for the state senate (laughs) the uh well i'll I'll tell you i never had any intention of getting into politics and and the truth is uh when i ran for mayor back in 16 uh, in uh, victoria it's because uh, i was one of the leaders of a group uh that brought forward and won the biggest open meeting law cases in the history of the state oh that's right Uh, right so uh, the uh, in fact our group was awarded the peter s popovich award by the society of professional journalists for bringing (laughs) transparency to uh uh, victoria but uh, the only reason i ran is after five months of trying to find people to run against the council that had been found guilty (laughs) we we were able to get two council members but nobody would run for mayor and so Mm. literally it was like uh, roughly two weeks to go before the window closed and I said, well, if nobody else will do it, then fine, I'll do it. And so I uh, didn't have any intention to do it. The, that's kind of how it came about. Uh, everybody said, well, you know, you, you'll never win. He's a popular mayor, and you're an outsider. You're not part of the process. And I said, exactly right. And then uh, um, if I remember right, I think we had a 93% turnout, and lo and behold, I did uh, defeat him. So, Excellent. Uh, but, so we fast forward now to today. A lot of the people that are paying attention to the details that don't believe the spin, if you will, in, in the media per se, uh, they had been asking me to challenge Senator Jensen, uh, and this started months before he actually announced that he wasn't running. Uh, but I, I didn't have – that just didn't feel right to me, and, and primarily because even though I disagree with a lot of his votes, we're from the same party, and I, again – Politics was not my career choice, if you will. Right, uh, and you then, had plenty to work to, to do in Victoria. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it took three years. And we, in my opinion, have completely turned that uh, city around. All yeah. of the uh, 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 all of the shenanigans, if you will, that happened before, all that's done and over with. So that's good. Uh, yeah. But then out of out of the blue, Senator Jensen announced in the summer that he's not running for re-election. And so all the people that kept asking me to run, and I kept saying, "No, I'm not going to challenge a senator from the same party." Right. Now they said, you have no more excuse. So I talked to my wife, uh, um, and then we uh, uh, talked to our our, uh, uh, minister, and then said, uh, okay, we'll give this a shot. So that's how I ended up actually running. Uh, and now, lo and behold, we're we're into uh, what a couple of months before uh, the convention. So that's right. We're, uh, we're and we'll talk about that in a moment. In fact, we'll talk about uh, your time in Victoria and what it might potentially mean for a Republican Party as we head into another legislative session uh, next year. Uh, hopefully, holding on to a majority here. We'll we'll talk about that when we come back. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about your uh, your life and career before. You got dragged into politics by, via this story, by the way, that sounds like if you just change a couple of terms, could have been uh, someone at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting talking about their entry-level drug. Uh, just <laughs> saying here. A, a tangent there. But let's, uh, tell what you did before you got dragged into politics, kicking and screaming. Uh, yeah, so the, the, it, uh, I was born and raised in Carver County okay. uh, uh, in Chanhassen. The, okay. uh, after high, I graduated from Minnetonka Senior High School. Uh, joined the service about a year later. Uh, and a little funny story there. Uh, when I graduated high school, I went up to UMD and I uh, uh, majored in drinking in the opposite sex. The uh, my grades reflected that. My dad said, "Yeah, we're not paying for any more college." <laughs> so uh, I did some other odd jobs, and then I ended up uh, uh, joining the service. Probably one of the best things for me at that time in my life. Okay. Uh, ended up uh, spent my entire career in the Army intelligence field. Okay. Uh, retired. Took a voluntary early retirement after 16 years. And then when I retired, I got into computer security and privacy. I've been doing that ever since. So uh, uh, when I retired, I lived on the East Coast for a few years, but I moved back to Minnesota in 2003. And I've been living in Victoria since 2007. I just love it. It's a great city. It's about three miles as a crow flies from where I grew up. Uh, yeah, no, I love Victoria. I keep trying to get my band into one of the bars out there. Maybe we have to pull a little clout here one of these days. Uh, at any rate, uh, that's all. That's all down down the road here. Again, boy, I can wait till the, the newspapers get a hold of that. Right? It's a yeah. joke, media. It's a joke. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you are looking at you as a member of the Republican Party in Victoria uh, to hold a seat uh, held by Senator Jensen. Let's come. We'll come back and talk about uh, the way that you might represent the district differently than the incumbent who is retiring. 
But let's talk about your time in Victoria, because this is one of the things I think distinguishes most of the the best Republican legislators I know of uh, in this state is the fact that most of them came into politics through careers in the productive private sector and the parts of government we actually need, the military and law enforcement and a few others. Uh, And you you would seem to be no exception, like uh, this broadcast's good friend uh, Dave Osmak, who got dragged from the uh, private IT sector through city council and up through uh, into the state Senate. You are uh, someone who actually had a fairly uh, productive career. And then you became mayor of Victoria. Tell us a little bit about the the cleanup job you did with uh, with with Victoria. Yeah, sure. Um, to give a little perspective for those that aren't familiar with it, uh, uh, after we won the uh, uh, lawsuits, uh, uh, and then uh, that was in March of sixteen. Then we uh, won the election, and the two people that were running for council seats, one of them actually got in, and one of them did not. So mm-hmm. there were two of us, if you will, reformers that were elected. Uh, what most people don't realize is uh, when we got sworn in on the council, we're two of the defendants. Oh, so. Really? Uh, and then the third member of the council, because it's a five-member council, actually was appointed to fill an open seat by the four defendants in the lawsuit. So uh, wow. the first two years as mayor was was extremely uh, difficult. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of problems, a lot of controversy. One of it, the reasons was uh, before I got elected, but after they had been found uh, guilty of intentionally violating the law in March of sixteen. The four defendants put their legal bills on the consent agenda, then voted to approve the the uh, consent agenda. And then Are these after- people from Chicago or something? <laughs> this, is, this is like Chicago on the Crow River out there. Yeah, this this is what a lot of people don't understand and why it was so contentious when I first got onto the council. Because one of the first things I did is I said, "This isn't right." Um, uh, there's a long story there about what happened behind the scenes. The short version is this. Uh, I was working against council members and staff, uh, The and we didn't know until much later when, when we had a change in the council of, because of the election in 18, and then that council unanimously selected a new city manager who was top-notch. But once she started, uh, and that was March of, of 19, it was only at that point that myself and council member Gregory started getting access to the same information the rest of the council had access to. Wow. So this is the kind of things we were dealing with. Uh, the good news is uh, we've survived that. This change is hard. The right. uh, uh, Call it the swamp, if you will. Yeah. Um, the A lot of those staff, uh, senior staff, have left. Okay. Uh, the council's clearly changed. And uh, I've written a couple of um, uh, mayor's reports, if you will, that kind of expose to the public some of the things that were going on. The good news is all of the shenanigans that happened before, that's over with. We've made changes. The new city manager was the missing piece, if you will, right. that was critical. Um, and I think that the change, I would boil it down to one thing. She is focused on what's best for Victoria, not mm-hmm. best for one group or another. Absolutely. And and boy, I'll tell you, as a resident of St. Paul, I got to think, maybe you get in a nice career as a senator, use that residency in St. Paul as uh, as, as grounds to run for mayor in St. Paul, and then, and then get ready to drain... Uh, a swamp the size of the Pripyat Marsh because, <laughs> oh, man, there's work to be done. At any rate, and, and, I, and, I, and I ask you to tell that story because I think it, it, it highlights the difference between the types of, of people who run for Senate on the different sides of the aisle. On the Democrat side, in the, in the minority at this point, you have uh, a group of people, uh, a, a close minority who largely come through the nonprofit industrial complex whose only real knowledge of life is through academia, through public sector unions, through the nonprofit industrial complex, a world that really has very little to do with the real world for most Minnesotans. Mm. Uh, so many uh, of the people that we have in the Senate came up through the real world, and it's a perspective we direly, desperately need to protect and extend in the Minnesota State Legislature. By the way, interesting uh, seeing the way the, uh, the, the Democrat minority caucus voted yesterday basically throwing the rest of Minnesota under the belt uh, moving Susan Kent in as the uh, as the minority leader to replace Tom Bach which uh, with a little luck We'll get you a couple of uh, colleagues up on the Iron Range this fall here. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, uh, by the way, if you have questions or comments for uh, Tom Funk, who is running for, uh, who's running to bring the Funk to District 47, 
You've never heard that before, have yeah, you? Yeah, not, no, not, never, not, been, not yeah. even once. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you have questions or comments for Tom Funk, who is running uh, for the Minnesota State Senate in District 47, uh, by all means, give us a call, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's take a quick break. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's N-A-R-N show. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson today and today only. For now, go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Remember in the beginning? When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-958-2156. That's 800-958-2156. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Since 1992, Cormark Metals has been providing businesses and do-it-yourselfers materials and services needed to complete their projects, from steel, fabrication, engineer design services, and more. Join their community to shop and get inspired. Visit CormarkMetals.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Hey, don't... Uh, don't forget, we know meaningful conversation is important to you. That's why you listen to us each day. But we also think you're going to enjoy a brand new sister station, Freedom 1570. Tune in and you'll hear the right perspective on today's news and hot topics. Hear from respective hosts like Dana Lash, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro, much, 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 much more. They're online at freedom1570.com. The perfect companion to the Patriot. You've got a stereo in your car. You can have the 1280 on the left, the Freedom 1570 on the right, or the other way around. Double the conservative talk. The format's so nice, we broadcast it twice. Freedom 1570, AM1280thepatriot.com. Two great tastes that taste great together, all out of one building. We're talking with Tom Funk, who is running for the Minnesota State Senate in District 47. Before we go any further, I'm going to open up the phone lines, 651-289-4488. What's your website? How can people find out more about your uh, campaign? 
Yeah, they can find me at, at uh, uh, Tom Funk for Senate, and then I've got uh, Funk for Senate Facebook and Twitter accounts. Um, and I've got a lot of information out there and a lot of videoettes coming out about uh, positions on various things. We'll post that at uh, the websites at shotinthedark.info for those who, uh, who who can't remember it all or don't have anything handy to write uh, with right now. But let's go to the phones in St. Paul. Vincent, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air with Tom Funk. Uh, aloha, and thank you for running for office, vet. I'm a vet, Navy. We had a lot of good music in the service. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. True enough. You got a question for uh, hopefully uh, our future yeah. senator? Being a vet, uh, how you what's your how you going to do things for the vets when you get in? Another one is like with the health, you know, with this virus and the economy and everything. So this virus that's coming here, that there, that seems like it's not going to be a here come and go on tomorrow stuff. Let's uh, get to both those questions. Thanks, as always, for your call. Vincent, Tom Funk, let's take the coronavirus thing first. The, I don't know, the Minnesota State Senate has a huge role in the tactical aspects of public health, but uh, it, I, no, it, now, uh, in terms of uh, other, other security issues, you're certainly a, a candidate. Actually, you're the incumbent, uh, Senator Jensen, may have more to say about coronavirus, but let's talk about Veterans Affairs. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, it was a few months ago, uh, late summer, that I actually met with uh, Dan, who heads up the Veterans Affair for Carver County, uh, specifically to learn more about what uh, services the county offers to the vets uh, out in that area. And it was a very uh, enlightening uh, and uh, educational session, if you will, to learn what's, what's available. Uh, the, I think what we need to do for veterans is, is to provide them the support and the access to the medical services that they need. Uh, and I think uh, President Trump has done an outstanding job in changing the problems that we had in the past. Uh, but I think it is the uh, uh, primarily a federal issue since the military is a federal uh, uh, entity, if you will. That said, I would definitely support veterans' issues and what they did, they being the state, when they uh, uh, exempted military uh, uh, retirement pay from taxes. I think we can do more in that uh, regard, although that's uh, uh, not specific to veterans, but I think our, our seniors and their, their retirement pay, we should treat the same as the military retirement uh, pay. The fact that Minnesota is one of the few states that actually taxes things like Social Security benefits and other retirement retirement benefits is a travesty, and it's something that the legislature needs to tackle uh, at some point here. I mean, there's, uh, among many, many other things that, that, are, that the Senate needs to tackle. Uh, so let's, the question I ask of pretty much every candidate who comes on the show is, uh, you're out there looking to close the deal with the voters to get there, to get them to come out to the polls in District 47, Chanhassen, Carver County, that, that, mostly Carver County, not so much Chanhassen, a right. little bit of Chanhassen. Uh, why? Should they come out this coming November and vote for Tom Funk? Well, uh, great question. The uh, the way that I view this, uh, just like uh, I'd said before, I'm not really part of the system. Okay. Um, uh, I don't consider myself a politician. And when people say, hey, you're a politician, I say, no, I'm not, but I am an elected official. Right. And so what's the difference? The difference in my mind is politicians look at an issue and say, what's the politically correct thing to do? Uh, I look at an issue and I say, what's the right thing to do? Right. And the right thing is based on my upbringing in Carver County, what I learned in the military, responsibility. And and this is one of the reasons why I wrote that letter uh, about school district uh, uh, 112 and the training, the gear training I went to, uh, specifically because it's the right thing. I think the public has a right to know what's going on. Um, but there's a lot of people that said, you know, that's dangerous to go out and, and challenge a school district or, or uh, uh, teachers. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the right thing to do. And this this is really the difference between me and them. I'm not part of the system. I'm going to look and say, we're going to do the right thing here. Let's talk about the letter. Now, mm -hmm. on the one hand, taking on the, 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 the teachers and the, the school system and the teachers union and the administrators association uh, could be seen as politically disadvantageous. On the other hand, you could be Sister Teresa coming back uh, and getting endorsed by the Republicans and those unions and associations will go after you like you're <laughs> uh, Stalin anyway. Oh, maybe not Stalin. Somebody like, like right. you're the personification of evil. Uh, tell us a little bit about the letter and what led to that. That and, and and really this 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 exposure this has given you to political uh, further political life. Well, the, the 
how this all started is there's a group of residents uh, that came to me and asked me to sit down with them because they said that there's some serious issues in the in Eastern Carver County Schools, which is District 112. Uh, and I said, okay, fine. The So I met with them, um, and there was a group of about six or eight of them, and they made a number of allegations. I said, fine, that's easy to do. Now show me the documents, right? right. It, uh, uh, show me that what you're talking about, you, you know what you're talking about. Well, sure enough, uh, we started going through, and I think that first time I met them, uh, I don't know, two, three hours maybe we sat together, and they showed me a whole range of documents. By the time we were done, I said, okay, you're on to something. And, and it, to me, it was exactly the same kind of scenario that I first experienced when I started looking into uh, Victoria. Right. Here it is, the same kind of scenario, same patterns of behavior, the same evasiveness. The bottom line is, is I then spent the next five or six months, I'm not a leader of the group, but I supported them. I, I worked with them. I gave them suggestions. I gave them some of the lessons learned and mistakes I made uh, going after uh, uh, Victoria. Right. Um, uh, and we, here we are today. There's, uh, they have uncovered, they've done just yeoman's work in, in researching all sorts of areas of the budget and, and where money's being spent in various options. And that story hasn't come out yet, but I think it does need to come out. You know, if they're looking for some radio time, <laughs> just have their people call my people, and I am my people. So just saying, if you want a story to come out, just think about it here. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. Uh, and, and by the way, I mean, this is something that is, is under the surface of so many school districts. Our, we have a couple of good friends of this broadcast who are on the school board up in Maple Grove, Asio, who've told stories perhaps a little less dramatic, but on the other hand, just you know, talking about the rot that has laid underneath the surface with so many of these school districts. So, at any rate, uh, one question we have is, is uh, oh, actually, I want to get to the phones here. We have, uh, we have a phone. We'll go back to the phones real quick before we wrap things up here. But uh, let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air with Tom Funk. Uh, Mitch, I'll be, I'll be super quick here. Um, Mayor Funk, nice to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I've lived in two entering suburbs in my life. I'm, I'm an older guy. And at one time we had at least one Republican House representative and one state representative. You'd just assume seeing a Tyrannosaurus Rex walking down the street now. Uh, better chance to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex than a inner, inner suburb uh, uh Inner suburb, a Republican of, of either the, of either uh, the House or Senate, um, multi-unit housing, light rail, et cetera, et cetera. What, what's happened to the inner ring, uh, uh, inner ring Republicans? As that can happen to the outer ring Republicans too. Thank, thank you for your call, Mark. Yeah, the 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 metastasization of of blue politics is continuing. It's it's spreading out uh, past the four ninety four six ninety four uh, ring, and, and you know what? I think we as conservatives have uh, ourselves to blame for that. Yeah. The the I think that we're if you will, the silent majority. I know that term has been used before, mm-hmm. uh, but we tend to sit back and we don't uh, tend to stand up for ourselves. I think as much as we should. Nor do we get in, in involved in our local, uh, uh, in our school boards, in our in our um, uh, city councils, in our county boards, uh, and I think until we start to do that, we are going to continue to see an erosion, if you will, and a sweeping out of uh, conservatives. The What's going on right now in Carver County, you see some of that, uh, I wouldn't call it a blue wave, but uh, uh, Chanhassen and Chaska, I I think, could be accurately described as being more purple. Yeah. Uh, But I think the reason that happens is because there's so many people, people are busy with life and they don't want to take the time because they're busy. Until we start to get people energized and understand what's going on, and that's part of one of the reasons why I wrote that letter about D112. People, this is happening. You know, the people that are attacking me for writing that letter – they're attacking me and, and making all sorts of assumptions. But but if you look at what they say, they don't attack the facts and what actually happened, um, which is a typical tactic to deflect from what's going on. They don't want us talking about what's going on in the schools. And I think we have to have that conversation. Absolutely. And the one example I use, and, I, and it's going to preempt for now talking about how you are going to be different from your the incumbent, Senator Jensen, who's a Republican who at least for one session, went a little softer on Second Amendment issues that we want. But in fact, right there is an object lesson, I think, for, for Republicans of all stripes. Is, is One of the few conservative issues that's gained spectacularly in mm-hmm. the last 20 years has been Second Amendment issues because gun owners of all uh, stripes 
have gotten in, waited in, gotten dirty, and have even outspent uh, fifty to forty, fifty to one, still keep winning the battles here. Mm-hmm. Uh, conservatives have to do that on all range of issues. Uh, we have. Uh, callers piling up out there, actually, which for a Super Sunday is really unusual. I'm not going to have time to get uh, to John from Minneapolis here. I apologize for that, John. We got a lot of good questions. A lot of people from where we have a strong audience out in Carver County uh, have a lot of questions for you, uh, Tom Funk. But I'm going to have to uh, get get the the vitals from you here Mm -hmm. on how can they find out more about your campaign. We'll definitely talk again on the air. But to find out more about uh, your campaign one more time. Uh, yeah, if you go to uh, Tom Funk uh, for dot com for my website, and then it's Funk for Senate uh, Facebook and Funk for Senate uh, Twitter account. So uh, I'll leave people with one thought. Uh, there's a lot of people out in Carver County who know what I've done that actually call me the Trump of Carver County, but mm-hmm. without a Twitter account. That's right. <laughs> a wise move, I would say, all at all. Yeah. Anyway, Tom Funk, we'll definitely do this again between now and uh, convention election time here. So thank you very much for coming out here, and uh, let's talk again. I'd love to, and thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks a lot. When we come back, oh, we're going to have a little talk about the dumbest meme I've seen so far this season. Uh, when we come back, Northern Alliance, same 12A, The Patriot. Be right back. The start of a brand new year is a great time to make changes and improvements. So if you've got cracked teeth, missing teeth, or loose old wobbly dentures, then ImplantMiracle.com invites you to get a brand new smile and save a lot of money with beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants as low as $2,499 per tooth. Other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth. But at ImplantMiracle.com, our price is as low as $2,499 per tooth. That's a great deal. Plus, we offer free consultations, free standard x-rays, and easy payment options to fit your budget. So as we begin a brand new year, do something nice for yourself by not overpaying for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where implants are very affordable. For more information, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033 or visit shi-mn.com. Hi, I'm Kirby Skurat. And I'm Christina. And we're with Remax Results. Christina, what are our clients saying about working with us? Kevin said, we have now bought and sold three homes with the team. They have been wonderful to work with. They listened in detail to what we were looking for in our new home purchase. They also did extensive market research when we sold our home and helped us list our house at just the right price. Because of their team, we sold our home for full price in only seven days. We put our clients first. That's why we created the Worry-Free Listing System, which offers flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. We help over 500 clients buy or sell each year. I'm not trying to brag. I'm applying for a job. We want to be your realtors. So if you want to sell your home for more money and in less time, call our team at 612-444-1100. And don't forget to ask about our instant offer program, where you can get an all-cash offer on your home in as little as 48 hours. We offer flexibility, no upfront fees, and you can cancel anytime. Kirby and Christina Skurat, 612-444-1100. 612-444-1100. Start packing. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm Mitch Berg in for Brett Carlson. Things will be back to normal in the world next week. I'll be on Saturdays, my usual time, from one to three. Brad will be back at this time, Sundays, from one to three, starting next week. Again, kicking off yet another uh, new year. 
We're heading towards our 16th anniversary on the air. That'd be a month from this coming week. My blog's 18th anniversary at shotinthedark.info. That's coming up this week. Actually, it's a big week for uh, for, for this broadcast uh, and for this blog. The, uh, the anniversary of the first broadcast, March 6th. 2004, anniversary of my first day doing my blog, February 5th, 2002. Yeah, 18 years now. And uh, so much else going on here. Uh, We have have to take a segment to talk about it all sometime. But the news wins out this week. Uh, uh, By the way, I have to give credit where credit is due. Now, this broadcast stands firmly in opposition to Representative Ilhan Omar, not because she's Somali. Because the vast majority, 80-plus, let's be conservative, what else, 80 to 85% of all Somalis, came here for the same reason our great-grandparents did, uh, for freedom, for a better life for their kids, for uh, a a life where you're not necessarily having to kowtow to a warlord uh, to eat uh, (laughs) and uh, to to climb over the bodies of your your relatives to survive. That's kind of what brought my... In a slightly dramatic, less dramatic form, what brought my ancestors here from Scotland and Norway and Sweden and Canada, uh, French Canada, mind you. Uh, so that's all fine and dandy. And, and by the way, Representative Ilhan Omar's greatest problem is not that she's Muslim. Uh, her greatest problem is her religion, but her religion is progressivism, <laughs> which will destroy this country long before a 7th century theocracy ever could. But it's said that a stopped clock is right twice a day and a a clock running backwards is right four times a day and that occasionally even a blind squirrel finds a nut. In this case, Representative Omar this past week, uh, January 28th on Twitter, actually did say something that, that made sense and was absolutely correct in its own way. Uh, She tweeted apropos what matters not quote if your freedom relies on and she put freedom in scare quotes of course because she's a progressive and freedom to a progressive means freedom from want but she's talking about some other form of freedom that she's jamming into someone else's mouth as sort of an abusive straw man i digress she the full quote is if your quote freedom end quote relies on my oppression then neither of us are free And she's absolutely right. In fact, that was a downright libertarian thing for her to say. And if you extend that idea to its logical extension, if your health care, your tuition, and your housing are depend on me being taxed, then they're not free. And in fact, they are the opposite of free. You have made me your slave. And being a slaveholder is a moral burden on you. Now, I'm pretty sure Representative Omar didn't intend it that way. (laughs) Perish the thought. Uh, Her droogs, by the way, in the comments section of that particular tweet made it pretty clear. Uh, And by the way, if there's ever an analog for the 2020s to the notion that I never, ever read the comment section, it's got to be never read the thread on Twitter of someone with a blue check mark. But you never know. Maybe the whole idea that Ilhan Omar has said something that makes sense from a libertarian conservative perspective will get her in trouble with the leadership of the <clears throat> squad. I doubt it. She couched it in terms that probably work either way, but she came perilously close to saying something that, that wasn't completely depraved. And for that, I thank her. She will not come out against uh, one of the dumbest memes I've seen in quite some time that came out this past week. Uh, as we, as you're all no doubt well aware, on Friday, the United States Senate voted to bar witnesses from being called by the impeachment managers in the trial of President Trump in the United States Senate. Now, bear in mind, the day after the election in November 2016, the Democrats started talking about how they could impeach the president before he even was inaugurated. Impeachment talks started seriously uh, on, well, the first I really heard about it uh, from serious sources that went on the record was uh, the beginning of December uh, 2016 
when representatives of the newsrooms of the Washington Post and the New York Times went on a public radio program called On the Media, which is a production of uh, New York Public's uh, radio station, WNYC, and is basically a cheerleader uh, for the left in the media. I mean, just the most annoyingly, arrogantly uh, blue state-centered media program there is. Uh, pardon the multiple redundancies in that sentence. And and they basically said the time had come to change the rules of the media from telling the story and giving the facts to... And I quote, denormalizing President Trump. So uh, time marches forward and the, the Democrats start talking about impeachment for a variety of reasons that, that kept cycling along about as one uh, reason. For example, Russian collusion was debunked and slaughtered in the field of fact. Other reasons came up because that's what they have been doing for the last three years, collecting reasons to try to uh, impeach the president. And throughout that time, notwithstanding all of the machinations and scheming and plotting and planning in the United States House, it was known Pretty much as an absolute, once we got past the midterms with an uh, extended majority in the Republican-controlled Senate, that any vote to convict the president and remove him from office was going to end with an acquittal. Because barring some actual crime, some something for which you actually remove a president and reverse the results of an election, there was going to be an acquittal. Barring some obvious bipartisan reason for Republicans to break with a, with a president and go move beyond the political nature of the impeachment removal process to actually find some reason, as they did with Richard Nixon, uh, where actual crimes had taken place, cover-ups had been performed, there were reasons uh, leading back to moral perfidy to remove the president and Republicans voted with Democrats to do exactly that or would have had they been able to move to vote on the subject because uh, President Nixon saw the writing on the wall and got out while the getting was good for the good of the nation. There were no such reason to do that with uh, President Trump. Uh, While I am a Trump skeptic and uh, fully allow that he's not the most savory of characters and there have been issues with his administration, I sincerely doubt that there's any reason, uh, any of those reasons worth removing the president from office. Although I, quite frankly, as a Trump skeptic, would be perfectly happy to have President Pence for another five years anyway or more. Uh, He's not Scott Walker, but he'll do. But in the wake of that vote, I saw a bit of separating stupidity that I just had to comment on. I saw a few people, some of them even fairly smart, posting uh, references to, uh, I won't bother going into the German here, but the 1933 Enabling Act, Ersetzungsgesetz in German, the uh, that the German Reichstag, or parliament of the era uh voted for to give adolf hitler or actually a cabinet that he led uh which quickly became completely irrelevant anyway uh, an enabling act that gave adolf hitler complete dictatorial powers in germany trying to link it to the senate's impeachment vote now i'm trying to find a word that conveys the breathtaking stupidity of this comparison And I realize I don't need to, because if you are listening to this broadcast, you're not that stupid. But I say this as someone who studied German history in great depth, who in in effect majored in it in college. I mean, I didn't major in it, but I minored in history and I minored in German. The better to study German history of the 1920s and 1930s. And this notion that what happened in the Senate this past week was parallel in any way with what happened in Germany 87 years ago. 87? Yeah. A long time ago. Is almost too stupid to mock. But mock it, I will, because it is entirely used as a reason, as a way to log roll 
the people who are too uninformed to be able to question them on it, which unfortunately these days uh, in a culture that thinks John Stewart was the news is way too many people. Let me run it down for you in case you have to run it down for any of your coworkers around the water cooler. The German constitution in 1866, when Germany became a nation, basically it was a constitutional monarchy that gave the monarch a lot more power than other constitutional monarchies like, say, the United Kingdom or Norway or Sweden, much more than Sweden or Denmark do. It basically left the king, the Kaiser, which German for Caesar, by the way, with almost as much power as if he were an absolute monarch. I mean, the, 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 the parliament, the, the Reichstag at that point, was basically a, a, a very weak legislature that had almost no power, including no power to impeach the Kaiser. Now, after World War I in 1919, when the Kaiser abdicated and the German aristocratic system was flushed from power, they basically went through the Constitution and passed a new Constitution that crossed out all references to the Kaiser and replaced it with references to the president. The president, an elected officer, but one with much more power than a president of the United States would have. And exactly what that means yeah, we'll come back to that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Stupid lefty meme patrol in full effect. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. To make sure you have heat all winter long, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering you a legendary $49 furnace cleaning. A fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will clean your furnace and make sure it's running efficiently. If it needs repair, the tune-up fee counts toward the cost. Also, ask about the Blue Ox No Breakdown Guarantee. Certain restrictions apply. Please see dealer for details. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. With the cold weather upon us, it's time to look at the bright side of winter for homeowners. Did you know this is the best time of year to get quotes on window replacements? Contractors are very motivated during the slower time of year, and the prices reflect that. It's also the perfect time to examine your windows with a heat gun to see which ones are the worst if you only want to replace a few. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. As you may already know, this is the only free service of its kind. I'll stop by with the heat gun when we measure your windows, and I'll email you competitive installed window quotes from multiple local contractors. Whether you're looking for major brands like Anderson and Marvin or local Minnesota vinyl brands, we'll come up with the best options for your house during our one-hour meeting. Normally, you would need to sit through nine hours of high-pressure dog and pony shows to get that many quotes. Let me do the legwork for you since I know where to get the best quality at the best prices. If you decide to move forward, I'll be there to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, installs are done all winter long. Set up an appointment online at My3Quotes. That's the number three, My3Quotes. Your first year of Christian school is half-priced through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half-priced Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Should you care to join me? Anyway, I don't have a lot of time. I got a lot of material to get through. This is about the meme 
claiming that there was a parallel between uh, the 1933 Enablement Act in uh, the German Reichstag or Parliament, which essentially gave Adolf Hitler and his cabinet power, uh, which they held for, uh, absolutely for the next 12 years until Germany was dragged into ruin, and the vote to bar witnesses. So, for starters, the German Constitution gave the executive branch, the president, who, by the way, replaced the Kaiser after World War I, all, an immense amount of power, including the power to supplant, under emergency conditions, the legislature completely, including the power to suspend the parliament for a period of time, while the cabinet, which already had most of the power, took the rest of it. Germany had an incredibly strong executive branch, even under normal circumstances. And when the president said, hey, we've got an emergency, he had every right under the Constitution to suspend the legislative process. So, incredibly strong legislative branch and a very weak parliament that was further weakened by the fact that after 12, 14 years of post-war strife, including actual literal violence in the streets, a place where politics frequently devolved into street violence between literally real honest-to-God brown shirts, the real thing, Stromabteilung they were called, the, the direct action arm of the Nazi party, and their opponents out on the streets, a group that, well, it was originally called the Rote Fahne, the Red Flags, and joined together with the, the, the same direct action groups for the Socialist Party, became known as, known as Antifascistisches Aktion, or Antifa, yes, directly the, the intellectual, ideological grandparents of the little upper middle class uh, boys and girls that prance around pretending to be street soldiers today, the same group. Basically, same as brown shirts, only with different accessories. Anyway, uh, this was what the German people had gotten tired of. And they were happy by this point to turn executive power, all power over, to a strong man that would just make the nightmare go away. And by the way, the communists supported the idea of this Hitler cabinet at least behind the scenes, because they figured the violence that would ensue would give them an opening to get back into power. Or so they thought. They miscalculated badly, uh, even worse than Adam Schiff miscalculated, uh, because by this point in history, the Germans are perfectly fine giving the power to someone who would just make them all shut up and get back to trying to rebuild their economy and their self-esteem as a nation. And thus, uh, history was made. By the way, there might be a parallel there because both the Nazis and the left uh, were trying to drive politics out to the extreme to drive out the moderates and make them and their opponents the only choices that could survive. Now, that's certainly something that, quote, anti, end quote, fad, the direct action arm of today's Democrat Party is trying to do. But that's a whole different rant. Anyway, the actual vote on the act was taken as, <laughs> by the way, as the non-Nazi members of the Reichstag, the parliament, were literally being threatened by brown shirts. Again, uh, who are the same thing as anti-fad today, except uh, different ideology same methods. By the way, the idea of canceling back then was someone's boot jamming your head onto the pavement. That was social media canceling in 1932. Oh, here's the other big difference, the non-parallel. Future elections were abolished for the duration of the emergency, and the emergency lasted until the end of World War II. Elections weren't needed so until you can show me where President Trump and his supporters have canceled the November elections, all of your parallels are wind in sails. They're terrible. They are stupid. Stupid. They are the absence of a parallel. The Senate impeachment vote was precisely the one predicted when the Democrats first started talking about a impeachment 10 seconds after the election results were finalized and reinforced after the midterms when the Senate majority survived. It will be followed by elections nine months from now where the people will sort it all out for better or worse, electing another government that maybe via the efficiency that is, in fact, federalism's most glorious feature will stymie and frustrate any electoral majority if we are lucky. 
And I say, if we're lucky, because, by the way, the Germans learned their lesson. After 1945, the new federal constitution, the Bundestag, which replaced the Reichstag, distributed all power in Germany between the executive branch, the parliament, the Bundestag, and between the federal and state parliaments. Sort of like our, our Tenth Amendment's checks and balances back when they still mattered. Because the Germans... Unlike today's progressives and all too many conservatives, or at least Republicans, learned the hard way how important those checks and balances were. But there is a legitimate warning out there for Americans, okay? Germany learned how important checks and balances were when they gave all the power over to a madman who promised to make politics go away. America's progressive elites are doing the best they can to get rid of those checks and balances. Think about it. You look at the left, and they are leading serious efforts to get rid of the Electoral College and to make the Senate more majoritarian or to abolish it entirely uh, without a goal towards making the legislative and executive branches more closely mirror popular passions, which, by the way, If you read any Bernie bro talking, they think they have their finger on the pulse of those popular passions. And the less they have stymieing them in terms of checks and balances, the more happy they are. So they believe that they can do this, abolish or neuter the deliberative nature of the Senate such as it is, and abolish the Electoral College to give control of the executive branch to the simple majority and their passions. By the way, the executive branch way too powerful, thanks to largely Woodrow Wilson, FDR, and LBJ, thus letting the majority wield the full, dead, cold-eyed power of government over the minority without any form of checks and balances or any need for the niceties of legislation and debate and politics. The goal, of course, to make the trains run on time. No, no, that's not the goal. The goal is to move America forward, to act in your best interests. Moving America forward, acting in the people's best interests. Those are the making trains run on time of the 2020s. And so if there is a parallel between the events of 1933 and the events of January 2020. That's it. This demented sprint to destroy checks and balances. The system that has protected us from the sort of strongman rule that the left pretends to warn us about with one hand and is working overtime to bring us with the other. That's why I do this show, ladies and gentlemen, to be the Jeremiah warning you that this is coming. If we, the people, don't stand up, be counted, and push this back by all means necessary. Thanks for tuning in. Brad's next week. I'll see you next Saturday. God bless you all. God bless America. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Pro-life across America. The people. 
remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. AM 